0: What's the date? January sixth, two thousand twenty one. January? June sixth, twenty twenty one. Good start, boys. Welcome to another Starful episode.
1: Here.
0: <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Pals. Your host, Drew Giddens, Nick Lippert, Marty Kepler, Matt Bolden, and myself, Michael Chabi. Nick.
2: How we doing boys? Been a while.
3: That's been a minute. Yep. Busy people. A lot of summer living. Yeah. The pals.
0: Sure. Last time we did the show, if you missed it, we detailed our top forty running back rankings. And if you missed, if you did miss it, you can listen to that show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, or really anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Just search Fantasy Football Pals. You'll find us. Last two shows, two shows ago, we did the top ten dynasty running back rankings. Last show, we did eleven to forty some great lists there and if you did miss it the full list is on our instagram at pals fantasy football feel free to give us a follow check us out there and we have a lot to get into today so without further ado it's been a while and i'm very pleased to say this marty with the news
3: we have some news
0: and wait we actually have breaking news so let me cue the music breaking news Mario, with the breaking news.
1: Is, it, is it, okay. okay. Um, breaking news: Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans.
2: Woo! Woo! to the system. Electric,
1: big electric. News. Exciting. How do you? How do you feel? How does this make you feel for Julio uh, going forward in fantasy?
4: I mean, I think there's a lot of implications for a lot of different players. Obviously, uh, I think this this makes Calvin Ridley kind of. Very, very, very attractive moving forward um, in all formats, Dynasty included. Um, I think this makes Kyle Pitts, if you haven't had your rookie draft yet, uh, if if the price could go even further up, it feels like it has. To the moon. Um, Yeah, to the moon. Um, And then now I I think this makes uh, A.J. Brown. I, I think this is honestly, I think this is a good thing for his career long term. Um, because I think it's really excellent that he gets to learn from a wide receiver like Julio. Um, But in the short term and and for redraft formats, I think it's really interesting to see how that shakes out there because there's not a huge passing pie um, compared to some other teams in the league. So um, I think that the Tennessee situation, they get better as a football team, a little bit less clear as a fantasy option. Um, And then Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts to the Moon, everybody.
3: I'm going to stand to here. Freaking... I'm going to say it right now. I don't think Ridley's value goes up much more than it is. Wow. We have, we have him ranked as the wide receiver five as, uh, at a dynasty ranking cons- between the five of us. Mm-hmm. He's not going any higher than that.
0: Yeah, but I think sure, we did, but if, I think I think think did the redraft. rankings. We did the rankings, I think, based on Julio potentially leaving, no? Because it was kind of reported.
3: Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, okay, well, the real the real question, right, is AJ Brown is another top five receiver. Now, do you see Ridley as more valuable than AJ Brown, or do you still see him above AJ Brown or above? Not, Ridley?
3: not in dynasty, but I think yeah, there's a world. I think there's a world where Calvin Ridley has a better season this year. Yes, just one season. That's it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm still there. I I would still take AJ Brown over Calvin in, Ridley every I mean, day. I,
0: I'm discussing AJ Brown today for our dynasty rankings. Um. In case I didn't introduce that, I definitely didn't. Today, we are doing our top 10 wide receiver rankings. Probably should have said that right at the beginning. So I guess so we'll doing. get
2: into that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I'm going to go into A.J. Brown's dynasty value and, of course, with the Julio thing. Um, but in redrafts, uh, I am buying Calvin Ridley over A.J. Brown. Yeah,
3: Thanks. I take that, too. I agree.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: baby. Oh, yeah.
1: You
0: feel great
1: in, with him as your wide receiver.
2: I think the uh, the bigger thing we should be talking about, since obviously we're going to be talking about AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley later on in the show, is does this hurt or help Julio Jones's value? Where is he? Like, I'm looking up the wide receiver rankings right now. (laughs) I'm assuming these have not been uh, updated. Where is spoiler alert? So he's currently ranked as the 30th wide receiver in dynasty format on FantasyPros.com in that tier five, along with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Shark, Robert Woods, you know guys in that sort of tier. Do we think he's better now or worse now in terms of dynasty long-term value? Uh, well, we about redraft as well.
0: We have him, us as the experts, have him ranked as 26. Of <laughs> Um, yeah. So we are a little higher on than I guess "quote unquote" fantasy pro experts. Um, Again,
2: that was prior to the trade. I still think
0: True. I still th- that's where I like him. I mean, you got to think where the Tennessee Titans have one of the most o- efficient offenses in the league. They don't have a wide receiver two. Their wide receiver two was Josh Reynolds um, before this. So it's it's hard to ex- it's hard to say where. I mean, the passing volume is obviously low, but where else could he have gone? Um, Really, you know that that would be more valuable than the Tennessee Titans. I, I mean, I, I suppose the Colts potentially, or, um, mm-hmm. uh, Drew, you said the Chargers before the show started. You know, I don't know. I think overall, it's it's not a bad landing spot.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. if if he was going to be traded, and I mean, he was being traded, so yeah, it's not a bad landing spot. I mean, to me, it's still, I think we can all agree that staying in Atlanta was the best yeah. outcome I mean, yeah, for him. Yeah. No matter what, so I mean, it's a downgrade regardless. But like, you'd have to think this is at least a good one. It depends if you want him to be more of this, like kind of kind of coming like going in with another come up wide receiver like AJ Brown, or if you want to go in and like it's not like Michael Pittman in, in Indianapolis is going to be like, oh, he's the star. Like he like he walks in and they're going to be like, no, Julio's the one, the the one right away. You know? Yeah. So it dep- It just kind of depends on what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think it's hard to actually say uh, until until his ADP comes out. Like, what what is his ADP in redraft that you're willing to say, hey, I want this guy? I would say in Dynasty, unless you already traded him, uh, you know, I, I don't know really what you could get for him, honestly. I, I'd be really curious to see what some of those trades would, would look like. Mm-hmm. He's, gonna, he's the guy, to yeah. me, that's going to die on your roster.
4: Yeah. Which oh. is crazy because he, he scored – um, in nine games last year, he's, he averaged 16.2 get points per game, which is almost equivalent to Allen Robinson. So, like, it, it's not like he was when he played; he wasn't a bad player. He just was unhealthy last year. So, and yeah, obviously, yeah. with the age, we'll see whether or not he can bounce back. But he's probably somebody, um, depending on how deep his ADP drops in redraft, um, somebody who could be a value pick in your uh, in your redraft leagues. Um, but as far as Dynasty goes, I think he's somebody that perishes on your roster now unless you're willing to take a second. Yeah. Yep.
0: Really. Yeah, I'd be really curious to see if uh, Post is traded, what, what people are trading Julio Jones for or trading, you know, mm-hmm. what what those trades look like. I'd be, I'd be curious. I, I'm sure we'll yep. see some on Reddit. I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> well, that was before. That was before. Yeah, Marty, for, for those listeners for reference, Marty just traded Julio Jones in our Dynasty League for Henry Ruggs in two seconds, I believe.
1: Yeah, two seconds next year.
0: So that trade looks pretty okay now, looking at it. Um, You know, so, uh, of course, it depends. Obviously, Julio Jones will probably still have a nice year. Uh, It just depends on where he falls, if he's going to be worth value, I suppose.
2: A lot of wide receiver to talk today, boys. Uh, One last question for you, though. How do you guys think this affects Derrick Henry's value?
1: doesn't at all. It doesn't change it. It does. Nothing? Okay. If he was there, if he wasn't there, it Derrick Henry's going to get the ball shipped. There'll be
4: two wide receivers on that team with about 100 targets assuming health for everybody. Um and then Derrick Henry will run the ball 400 times assuming he's healthy.
0: Nick I, Nick they could have Dante Pettis as their wide receiver one and and it would uh, it would not influence me at all. Derek
2: <laughs> well, Pettis. see, I I, I, I,
0: yeah,
2: I would agree with you gents that it's not going to affect his overall production, but I just think for a different reason. I don't think they're going to give him the ball as much as they have the last two seasons. For obvious reasons, now that they have two elite receivers. But I think that is going to allow Derrick Henry to be a lot more efficient with his runs now. So I think his total number of runs and rushes may come down, but I think his yards per attempt is going to go up. And I, I don't predict him dropping off in productivity at all because of that. Theoretically, that it. should be the goal.
3: I mean, you don't like, I mean, Derrick Henry's been incredibly healthy for yeah. the volume that he's been given. So I mean, I mean, in a, in a team that actually put a decent size investment into him as a player in this in this past year with the contract extension he received, you're really hoping like, yeah, he keeps his efficiency. He's going to get a monster workload regardless, but you would like to see him probably step back to about how many carries did he have last year? Was he over four?
2: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, though. You I have to hope is... he's like
3: in a, in a perfect world, he's like a, more of a three fifty to three seventy five kind of guy.
2: That's just what I'm saying. Like, is they they have really worn him down the last two seasons just pounded it pounded the ball with him and I don't think they're going to do that anymore knowing that he is getting older they want to protect their investment that they've made in him so I think his total number of touches is going to go down but again I think he's going to be more efficient because of less men in the box and you know stack defenses against him that I think his productivity will stay the same yeah too.
4: 378 but, yeah, last, uh, uh, gosh, um I my, my biggest concern with them is that I don't know how good Ryan Tannehill is without Derrick Henry running the ball 350 times. Interesting. So my, my whole thing is that they use play action, in my opinion, to protect um, Ryan Tannehill. And yeah. so therefore, I, I think running the ball too much less than what they did then. I mean, I guess he had 303 carries. So if you can get back into a little over 300 range, that feels really good for Julio or for uh, Derrick Henry. Um, I guess for Julio as well, um, but I, 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 I can't imagine they would run the ball less than 325 times, and then a, a additionally another 20 times for the um this the, this expert game that we're having this year, um just to protect uh, Ryan Tannehill um from himself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unless Darrent Evans just you know. Demands touches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good discussion. That's good. All right. Cool. Thank you, Marty, with the news. Unless you got something else.
1: Um. Pretty much, the GM of the Packers pretty much
2: said they are not trading Aaron Rodgers.
0: Bang! Aaron Rodgers. That's the other bit. Put it to bed. He's gonna be a packer. You heard it here first. Let's,
2: let's make bets right now. Live, live uh, television here. What do you guys think? Staying or leaving? Staying. Stay retiring. Wow. Drew,
0: Drew retiring. Marty staying. Drew retiring. Matt Drew, Michael. Uh, Drew, I'll, I'll I'll put a Chipotle bowl, uh, bet on it. that he that he stays?
4: I don't feel that's strong enough. I don't. No. Feel that's oh, <laughs> so, totally. so, so, now, so now you're
0: just saying stuff for the podcast. No, I league. I think
4: it's more likely that I think it's more likely he retires than he gets traded. Well, that's
2: the or plays. That Sheesh. What? All right. Or plays for the Packers?
4: I I, mean, I Chipotle. I, bet. I, Chipotle I, bet. I Chipotle bet. Screw Dude. it, Michael. I, let's let's do it. I don't care. Thanks.
2: I'll get you a Chipotle. <laughs> Wait, <All right>. so <laughs> Drew, you're betting that he is going to retire rather than playing really the Packers he, or another team. I think team.
3: he just said, Michael, I'm going to buy you Chipotle. I don't think <laughs> that's basically yeah. what I just said. yes. <laughs> All right, Michael, <laughs> Matt, Matt what do you guys think?
0: Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. What I do you guys think, is- Michael? He yeah, just made a bet that he said, says he stays. So
2: Well, it stays or gets traded, correct? <laughs> no, it stays.
0: Says he's he's, no, he's staying. He's a hundred percent staying.
2: Okay. I think he's leaving. I uh, think whatever.
0: they were. I think. I think what's going to happen? And is they're going to extend one. him. I think they're going to extend it. Adams is going to get Very extend well him. Uh, I. Yeah. This was exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mario with the news. Excellent as always. And now, Big before time. we get into it, top ten wide receiver dynasty rankings. Again, follow us on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. Give us a follow. Here we are live, twitch.tv backslash uh, fantasy football pals live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, you can listen to all of our past broadcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere else you get your podcast in. Coming in at number 10 the Fantasy Football Pals 2021 Dynasty Wide Receiver Rankings. Allen Robinson, 27 years old. Wide receiver nine last year, Marty. What do you think about Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears?
1: Um, Allen Robinson. We have him ranked the wide receiver ten, and as Michael said, finished wide receiver nine last year and wide receiver eight the year before um, in PPR format. I think, unfortunately, like that, he's been at that spot. You know, the wide receiver. Eight and nine, I think we ha- he's going to keep staying there, only because it was mostly because of his bad quarterback play, and that's where he's been the past several years um, between Trubisky, Foles, uh, Blake Bortles, um, he's been able to produce at a pretty, I would say, a high level as a wide receiver one with these bad quarterbacks. Now going forward, we have. Uh, they just drafted Justin Fields. Damn I right think... they did, Ohio State Buckeye.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Family friendly. Family.
1: I think this kind of, you know, it could boost up his ceiling a little bit, and will allow him to potentially go finish a little bit higher. But I think he's just always he's been that guy. He's that wide receiver eight, nine, ten guy. Um, he's very effective on the field. But what's always limiting him was bad quarterback play. Now, hopefully, Justin Fields coming in could hopefully up his ceiling a little bit. But we'll see. I think he's just a very talented guy.
2: That's all. Yeah, good stuff. He's a yeah. top ten, he's top ten receiver, just year yep. in and year out. Not much else to say. I feel like he's not a guy that excites you, but he just produces consistently.
3: Yep. Look, this is the first year in ADP that we're starting to see. Like the first year I'm in three years, we're actually seeing respect on his ADP. I feel yeah. like he has been grossly underdrafted in the yeah. past two
1: years. I agree. And I like I said, I think it was mostly because people were concerned about that bad quarterback play. Like, like oh, crap. He's tied to uh, Mitch Trubisky, who's obviously not that great of a quarterback.
0: Hey, um, hey, we're a pro Mitch Trubisky podcast. We
1: are a pro Mitch Trubisky
3: yeah, podcast. No, no need Marty. for that slander. Are we? Blaring <laughs> and slandering of Mitch Trubisky. We are over 3.
0: Yeah. Between you and Nick. <laughs> Come on, guys. You, 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 you did it good. He's consistent. He's produced. There's not yes. much more to say.
1: Not hey, much more to say.
0: Um, yes. Marty, where did you draft Allen Robinson, by the way, in our startup?
1: I got him actually in the fourth round.
0: Oh, wow. that's pretty. That's pretty troubling. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> well, wow. Matt just said we, we started respecting his his ADP, and here we are drafting him in the middle of the fourth round. That's that's troubling. Okay, I felt great about it. Yeah, I would feel too. Okay.
3: I mean, what was he before? I feel like he was like a fifth, sixth yeah, rounder years.
0: You're, I mean, but... I I
2: you're probably referring more to start or uh, redraft, right, Matt? Right. That was in our dynasty. I mean, this, these talking... are
0: dynasty rankings here, right? Right. Yeah. There was a couple. No, I agree. I I I, I think
3: before. Matt
2: was referring.
3: I just I, I just recalled two years ago I, I I was I was flirting trade offers for Allen Robinson and this and, and Mr. Nicholas Lippard said I'll give you two third round
0: picks. Goodness, that well, is that's, all he's... that's on par. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, can, yes,
4: I, Michael, can I get a sure. quick, Can yes, I get a course, quick sure. Allen Robinson stat <laughs> in? Of course, true. sure. Uh This is from uh, from June of last year, so it's pre last season, but it's pretty on par from what we saw from his quarterback play last year. Uh, only sixty five percent of his career targets have been catchable. Uh, And uh, that's the fifth lowest rate among the 82 wide receivers uh, with 250-plus targets since he came into the league.
3: You can slander Blake Borders, but you cannot slander (laughs) Mitch. Hopefully that improves, like Marty was saying.
1: Right. uh, We're hoping that Justin Fields can come in and provide um, consistency.
0: We'll
1: just As, more. <laughs> I get it. Right. As an
0: aside, I, mean, I love Justin Fields. I think he should be the second quarterback in, in all startups of, of rookie drafts. Super flex, non-super flex. I, I think he's incredible. Moving on, yeah. number nine, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Tough year. Very tough
2: 28 year. 28 years old, tough
0: year. wide receiver, 95 last year. Nick, what do you think All Michael
2: right. Thomas? Gentlemen, so I kind of teed you up with this prior to the show, but we're going to play a little game here. And the game is Justin – no, not Justin Fields, sorry. Can't get him off my mind. I love him so much too. The game is Michael Thomas or Stephon Diggs. Now, we're going to look at a five-year statistical total for these two receivers. Stephon Diggs, he's been in the, the league one year longer than Michael Thomas. He's been playing for six years. Michael Thomas for five, even though Michael Thomas is one year older. Essentially they're equivalent in terms of age and years spent in the league, right? For all intents and purposes. So the last five years. Wow. Who has had more receptions? Michael Thomas or Stephon Diggs? Didn't Michael Thomas break the receptions record? It's a skewed okay.
0: game. Eh, bear oh, with me.
2: Bear with me. Who Michael. has had you're 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 correct, by the way, it is Michael Thomas has had more receptions, 510. To 440 over the last five seasons. Touchdowns, total touchdowns. Stephon Diggs or Michael Thomas? Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs.
0: Thomas, I guess I'm going to play a long name. Michael Thomas, he was Drew Brees. Yeah.
2: No, stefan Diggs. Great job, gentlemen. Yeah. Great job. Got to keep it even. All right, targets, Michael Thomas or Stephon oh, Diggs? Michael, oh, Thomas. <laughs> Michael Thomas, indeed. That's an easy one. All right, total yards, Michael Thomas or Stephon Diggs?
4: Thomas again.
2: Thomas
3: again.
4: I'll say
2: Thomas, Thomas. again, correct. Wow. 5,000. 000- <laughs> Nine hundred and fifty to five thousand four hundred and thirty-eight. All right, yards per reception. Last statistic, Michael Thomas Diggs, or Stephon
0: Diggs. Diggs, easy. Diggs.
2: Diggs. Diggs. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. So you might be asking yourselves why did I just play this game with you? I, you know, I the watch, reason why yeah. I just played this game <laughs> with you is to illustrate how equivalent Michael Thomas and Stephon Diggs are. Now, some people might be living in the dark, like Marty is right now in his living room. Turn on a gosh dang light, my friend. <laughs> but in here. Some people might be living in the dark on Michael Thomas and they have forgotten how talented of a receiver he has been over the last five seasons, despite having a down year last year due to injury. Well, let me tell you, my friends, last year in Stephon Diggs' entire career was the only year that he played all 16 games. My man, Stefan Diggs, has been injured or banged up and missed games in every other season prior to last year. Now he's on the Buffalo Bills now. The Buffalo Bills did not add any elite receivers. They didn't do anything to their rushing game. For all intents and purposes, he's going to probably perform as well as he did last year, which is why we have him ranked at number four. We'll talk about him a little more down the road. However, Michael Thomas is an elite receiver, and he is not being treated as such. We have him at number nine. I personally think he should be ranked probably a little bit higher. And Stefan Diggs, as I just got done illustrating, I believe are very equitable in a lot of ways. Now, the second part of this, this equation here is the New Orleans Saints quarterback play. You all might be saying, well, Nick, New Orleans Saints don't have a reliable quarterback, to which I would say, hold on. They have Mr. Jameis, famous Jameis Winston. Now, in 2019, again, some people might be living in the dark, like Marty is in his living room, and forgetting just how much production Jameis Winston had in 2019. My man Jameis Winston finishes the number three- (laughs) Overall fantasy quarterback in twenty nineteen. No! The number three. He threw thirty interceptions. Yes, that's a lot. That is a lot of freaking that's a lot of freaking interceptions. But if you are gonna sit here, if you were gonna sit here and try and convince me that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, I will say no, sir. Not today. I, I promise you no one
0: will sit here and dream <laughs> I will not stand
2: for that. Right, just in case there's anyone out there who thinks Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston and for will some reason win the starting job, we're going to put that theory to bed right now. It is not going to happen. Jameis Winston will be at the helm of the New Orleans Saints. My man got his LASIK eye surgery last year. He <laughs> sees a lot better. He's not going to throw as many interceptions. He has a cannon of an arm. Sean Payton's going to let him air it out, which means Michael Thomas back to his post-injury 2020 campaign production. He's going to be a guaranteed top 10 with top 5 upside. Draft him with confidence. Wait, That's is awesome. this
0: Michael Thomas or James Winston? I forgot at the end. <laughs> this is Michael Thomas. Oh, I thought you said James Winston was top 10. Did I? I thought I said Michael Thomas. Okay. Wow, that turned into a okay. high
2: piece. Here's another quick. fun. Well, Re- Wait, really quick, guys, go. we got to do a little yeah.
0: quicker on this. So, so. Holy, oh, really, no, quick, really quick, really How many quick.
1: Tony Crablegs has Jason Hill <laughs> stole.
3: Marty,
0: we got to go quicker. <laughs> yeah, we quick not guys. as many. I'll, I'll <laughs> do okay,
3: I, you can run through a brick wall, and you, you, Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas are all just going to eat dubs together. <laughs> but I'm betting that Taysom Hill is the opening day starter for the.
1: Absolutely, I will day.
3: also
4: bet that. I'll take that. You as guys well. are
2: crazy. Thank Absolute you. Your sentiment, but he may take the first snap of the game, but he is not going to be the QB one there.
0: Oof, troubling. Um yeah, I don't know where to go from that. Um, we all have him ranked in top ten, so that I just wasn't prepared <laughs> for the, the hype piece of James Winston. I, a hey man, on. I
2: gotta hype up my Ohio State Buckeye's, all right. <sighs> Whoa. Um, Jameis James Winston
3: was a Florida State Seminole, Nick. What are you talking yeah, about? I'm I, not hyping. This isn't a Jameis Winston.
2: This is a Michael Thomas
0: hype. Piece. This is a Jameis Winston piece. Yeah, no, it's a masquerading. Piece, yeah. That's, a That's the title piece. of the episode now. Jameis Winston. <laughs> top 10. Jameis Winston hype piece. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, bounce back year. We all have been in our top 10 still. Uh, yeah, Nick, that was something. All right. Number eight. That is- Number eight, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, 29 years old, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. He was the wide receiver four last year, so we have him a little bit lower because it is presumably his age. Uh, Matt, uh, what do you think about Nuke?
3: Yes, I mean, you you hit it right on the head. Wide receiver four this past year, about 115 receptions, 1,400 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, I guess – Looking at his, looking, he, he kind of goes back and forth. He, he has a couple double-digit touchdown years, and then he kind of sinks back. The past two years, he's running a six and seven clip. So, I mean, you'd like to see that improve. I mean, I don't know. There's, 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 it's tough not to say anything, long, like not say great things about him. Yeah, he's twenty-nine, but I'm. I'd still say you've got at least two, at least a minimum of two special years still. Then you probably you'll probably have to start making the decision, like having that conversation with yourself: Is it time to go? Like after next year, I would I would start thinking of okay, when do you sell? When when's the right time to sell to try to max out on the dynasty value? But he's incredible. He can negotiate his own contracts, and it's I'm excited to see him in year two with Kyler Murray. I mean, this was a, I mean, he was recently traded, and they kind of popped off. They he had a, he had a great year. And he's a special player. So it's, I'm, I'm just more excited to see what he does in year two. Just in dynasty, he's, get, he's aging a little bit. So watch that, watch that, and try to get out at the right time.
0: Yep. Well said, man. I think we can all agree. Well said. Very short to the point.
2: Well said, indeed. I don't think there's
0: going to be can any I, arguments there. Oh, Drew, what do you think?
2: Can I, it's not an argument.
0: I,
4: I, it's it's more just for me
2: personally. Is this going to be
3: a Kyler Murray hype piece is No, no God, is <laughs> where we're going.
4: Yeah. No, this is my. This is uh, yeah another quarterback hype piece. Um, this, for me, this is the only guy in our top 10 personally who I would be looking to sell right now. Um, I, I think, like Matt mm-hmm. said, there's, I think there's one more or two more special years. And for me, I'd like to get out ahead of having to sell him on a, one more go around the sun. Um, so he's, like I said, 29 uh, or yeah, 20 is it 28 turning 29? It's 29 currently. He
3: just 29. 29 okay, yeah. So you're,
4: 29 turning 30 sounds today, a lot today better. Today was than his 30 birthday.
3: Happy birthday DeAndre Hopkins. Was it really?
0: Woo. Happy January birthday. Six.
3: I'm sorry, January 6th. Oh my god. All right, very funny. Very
4: funny. Um, <laughs> Happy uh, very birthday DeAndre
1: Hopkins.
3: Hey, uh-huh, it's January.
1: Is it a-
4: this oh, is the one. I, this is the one on this list I'd be looking to sell. I think he's. I think he's old enough. I think this is the. For me personally, this is where you get off the train. But so do, you, do you want to sell I, I think, Thomas next year? I think year?
0: you're a little scarred from Julio because his, his you know stock plummeted. But uh, I would sell after this year. I think you still this year it should be totally fine.
3: plus on on your team. If you're competing, you don't. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't touch okay. him.
0: Yeah, you're right. If sure. you're if you're if, you're, in a, if you're looking at a
3: bit of a rebuild, it's probably time.
0: Yes, it's time. You're right, man. Good call. Yeah. Okay. Number seven on the list, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, 21 years old, wide receiver, six last year, and arguably the greatest rookie wide receiver season ever. He had 1,400 yards, 88 receptions, seven touchdowns on 125 targets. And that's even considering his first two NFL games, he only saw three targets a game. So it's pretty impressive, right? There's always a learning curve, but not with him. Um, mm mm-hmm. He's entering his second season, and the good news is the Vikings did not change much on the offensive side of the ball. They actually lost Kyle Rudolph, who was a big red zone target. I don't anticipate this to affect Justin Jefferson's value too much because Thielen is usually that red zone guy. Um, So regardless, it's business as usual on the offensive side. Uh, Some two finer points, because you're probably wondering why he ranked 7, but he finished wide receiver 6 last year and he's super young. Uh, at least for me personally, uh, the Vikings' defense ranked 29th in points allowed with the 10th-worst secondor- secondary in the league, and they had the 26th-ranked offensive line according to Pro Football Focus. So this offseason, they signed Patrick Peterson, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Xavier Woods. They drafted a linebacker, Chaz Surratt. They also drafted Christian Dariusaw, tackle for Virginia Tech, Wyatt Davis, guard for House States, and as well as some other smaller free agents on their offensive line. So with that being said, I'm a believer that the Vikings defense uh, will be improved and not have Kirk cousins throwing the ball uh, all over the place in the fourth quarter to to attempt to win a game and be unsuccessful. I think there was a lot of times I would check fantasy. Um, Justin Jefferson would have like eight points going to the fourth quarter and he would end that week with over 20. And you'd say what just happened in the fourth quarter. Um, If he doesn't have some of those games, then obviously he's not as fantasy relevant, and I don't think he'll have those games this upcoming year just because the Vikings should be better at controlling the ball on the offensive side. Dalvin Cook uh, is my RB1 this year, Um, and the defense should be better. They shouldn't allow as many points. So I'm not dogging Justin Jefferson. His skill is there. The the situation is there. Um, I'm just hampering some expectations if you have mm-hmm. him, you absolutely hold. You enjoy the ride. You got a wide receiver one for the foreseeable future. Um, if you don't have him, I do think you don't trade for him right now. I think his value will no. go down this year slightly. I think you can get a good good deal on him um, this year when he doesn't have some of those blow-up games in the fourth quarter. So, um, But, yeah, bona fide wide receiver one. You're all good. Have him hold. Congratulations. You did it right.
3: Michael, that was beautiful, and, and I echo the entire sentiment. Great.
0: Been a lot of time. On I piece, think,
2: uh, so one, one last uh, note for me, Michael. I think this is kind of where the first potential for wide receiver one hits for us, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Jefferson is the highest guy in the rankings. I don't think any of the guys we've talked about so far have the potential to be wide receiver one, but the I think from here one, on right? out, the wide receiver okay. one, correct? Yeah. Okay. So uh, aside from Stefan Diggs, which I already talked about, and I'll
0: talk about more. Okay. Interesting. Do you guys think? Do you guys think Justin? Do you guys think Justin Jefferson no. can be the wide receiver one? No, no. I don't personally. I, I don't think so. Not this year. I don't think so this no. year. No, the reason. The more reason why the I'm thing? saying
3: that
2: statistically.
0: Yeah, I, I think speaking, DeAndre Hopkins
3: is more statistically. Me too. It, I think it's more there. Me too.
2: Yeah. See, I disagree with that. I think Adam Thielen had an absurd. Adam Thielen did have an absurdly high touchdown rate last year, which will is bound to regress back to the mean. And with that loss of touchdowns from Adam Thielen, combined with the fact that Adam Thielen is now getting up there in age, I think that productivity is going to directly feed into Je- Justin Jefferson's productivity. And I think that I, I feeds,
4: think uh, to Michael's point, I think that feeds Dalvin Cook and not Justin I Jefferson.
2: Agree. It might. It very well might. But I'm just saying it, it, it's it's within the realm of possibility that it does go to Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook is also getting up there in age, I mean, for running back. So I, I could see him being the number one. And this is the first guy... On our list so far.
0: Okay, um, we've
2: got a blazing hot take, yeah, we're, everybody.
4: We're
3: uh,
0: okay, moving Nick on to number Leffert. six, DK Metcalf, uh, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Twenty-three years old, was the wide receiver seven last year. Uh, up and down, roller coaster of a ride season. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, Marty or Matt, you right? You, you want to? Yeah, this one's me. I don't know. Go ahead. The
3: um, the former, the former champion. Of the fantasy football pals, if you look back to episode, I don't even remember what episode it was, but we, um, we, we, we may or may not have said, "This is it. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is everything. This is what? <laughs> this, this is this is echoing. This is echoing putting both Nick's Michael Thomas, Spiel, and Justin Jefferson together into one monster of a receiver." But. <laughs> Up and down, like you, like Michael said, eighty-three yards, eighty-three receptions, thirteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns. Very young, second-round talent, all the all all the things you're looking for. He's just an absolute monster of a human being, and um, yeah, he's 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 a special player. It's it's a lot of this is again going to come down to. I know we kind of there was the let rush cook movement, and now they're kind of maybe. Reign that back a little bit but while, while, while also adding another second-round wide receiver in Dw- Dwayne Escridge, who I believe is probably older than D.K. Metcalf at this point. I think the oldest rookie wide receiver he brought in. But um, at the end of the day, man, this is a, a big-time talent with what is – I mean, he's not – we can go into the whole Sam Darnold debate later, but one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And this is this is it. I mean, this is, this is what you want. I'm, I would much rather have D.K. Metcalf with Russ than – Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins slash – who was the guy they just drafted? Kellen Mond.
0: Mond. Oh, seems Kevin like that's a session plans probably stay on its away. way faster than we think. Stay away, fantasy owners. But, Kevin um, Mond, stay away.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is – it's easy. It's I mean, it, 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 a lot of these guys just starts turning into a preference play. Um, true, A true alpha, and I just think this guy's still the limit. I think Tyler Lockett and him fit very well together. It's not like they're kind of – they don't really cannibalize each other because they're completely different play styles see so, yeah, I, I had no issues drafting this guy as top five top four even in a, in a dynasty standpoint I think I think I think it's pretty clear. I'm sure there's various people that think differently but if you guys got it I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to debate I agree with you Matt
4: <laughs> from week nine on last year, Antonio Brown had more average points per game than DJ Metcalf's.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a roller coaster. We never said it wasn't. I think that was a product more of the Seattle offense rather than DK himself, though. And now it's just the downhill slide. Yeah, he I mean, wasn't
4: really. It wasn't a roller coaster so much. It was up and down as it was one big hill.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could say yeah. that <laughs> about Kyler Murray's season,
1: It's just How? not the drag. That's what I was
0: thinking. Yeah, real quick. You know, who, you know who Kellen Mann reminds me of? Brett Hundley.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, it's, yeah.
0: like to a T. It's weird. I mean, I, It I don't really know. is. It I don't know. Don't like him. Don't like... be one of those
3: he's gonna be one of those guys that all they talk about is how terrible his throwing motion is. Yeah. For two years when he gets to start.
0: Don't him. It wasn't like him. pretty. Don't like him. Um uh, Alright, great. Is anybody else got any comments? DK Metcalf? Yeah. Well said Matt. Alright, moving on. But first, before we get into the top five here, live, twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. Listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, search the Fantasy Football Pals, and give us a follow on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. Moving on, number five, wide receiver dynasty rankings. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, 26 years old. Wide receiver five last year. Uh, so finished five, got him number five. Uh, Marty, what do you think about that?
1: Um, I think he's a beautiful, beautiful human being. I personally am really in love with Cal Ridley moving forward. Um, like Michael said, he finished off as a wide receiver five last season. He missed one game due to injury. Um, another game, he just kind of chucked up with goose egg. So he basically ruled him out for two full games last year and he was still able to finish as a wide receiver five. Um, 2019, he had 15 points per game, which is also a very good stat. Um, but I think the big thing to note is going forward, Obviously, they just traded Julio Jones that we talked about a lot earlier. Um, Now, and this isn't like the normal, like, oh, a team's moving on from their wide receiver one. This guy was their wide receiver two. He should, in theory, get all these special touches, whatever. Um, He already proved that he's a wide receiver one. Um, Atlanta had two fully uh, capable wide receiver ones, and they played as wide receiver ones. Now, looking back last year to the eight games that Julio and Ridley played together, um, Calvin Ridley had 67 targets in those eight games, where Julio had 61. So he was actually already getting a few more looks than Julio. Um, now, I don't expect Ridley, obviously, to get all those targets, especially with Kyle Pitts coming in, um, but you sh- he should see even more looks. And if he stays healthy, he he's a guy that I think could make it to the wide receiver one just because what held Julio back was the touchdowns and Calvin Ridley, that was not the case. He's been able to get touchdowns. Um, and obviously shit ton of yards. Sorry. A bunch of yards. <clears throat> um, and then of oh, course he's locked them. in there in the contract for the next two years. So did they officially pick up his fifth year option? I'm sure they did. Yeah, they did. No reason
0: they not did. to. Mm-hmm. Mario with the news. Um, yeah, no, I, I Marty. Actually, no. I, I thought it was perfect. I, I agree with everything. I don't, Matt, you rolled your eyes. You don't think he can be the wide receiver one?
3: No. Oh, I, 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 don't know. I owned Calvin Ridley in our dynasty league, and he, well, he took all of my expectations and just took him even higher than I thought he could be. I, I do love him.
0: The, the Falcons him. are bad. I don't like, care like, about him. The Falcons are oh, really no. bad. Like they're a bad football team. They don't have a run. They don't have a running back. They will have to pass the ball every game, and in the fourth quarter, Matt Ryan will have to. Yeah, pass
1: no, that the could ball. Be. I,
3: I. And he maybe I I, I don't
1: know. He was a wide receiver five. You're replacing him, Julio Jones with a rookie tight end and Kyle Pitts. Obviously, he's still a freak, but there's there's a difference. There's a huge there's a drop off there. So when does with- more targets. He's if he's healthy every game. There's two more. I games. If,
3: I just don't know if, if, if I see him as a player that's going to take it to that next level. And if he does it, by he all has, means, he's I'll. He's the wide be receiver five last year. I'm happy to do it.
0: How is he not right. going to the next level? He's a wide receiver five last year.
3: What I don't think, think I, I just don't see how you get past wide receiver five. I'm I'm saying he's he's a top ten wide receiver. I'm just not saying Julio Jones isn't playing. You know. Give him, give
0: him 30 more targets.
3: I mean sure. Plays I can eat can crow. Make. I can eat crow. I'll
0: I will i will yeah, die on this one. Well him. now
3: three with the new schedule.
0: I, I don't know. know. Okay, so for example, I said in Justin Jefferson right now I wouldn't trade for him because his value is too high. Would you guys I mean, would you guys trade for Calvin Ridley? I don't think his value is actually as high. I mean, maybe oh. now that really you know, now send really... somebody
3: a text today and let me know how that one goes uh, for is you. Is it bad? I don't is know. Fair. I'm just. I'm, I'm just going to say, do it and. Um, uh, Cody, circle, yes. cir- circle back and let me know. Okay,
0: maybe you're right. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I would give up everything for Calvin Ridley. I, I honestly.
3: it's yeah. because... I mean, I would. I would. I would want significant. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm the Calvin Ridley owner, the day that Julio Jones was traded, I would want. That's significantly true. more than what I would give for Justin Jefferson on this day.
0: That's probably true, man. You're right. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Is it what? Is
3: it, in
4: the games, in the games where Calvin Ridley really played without Julio Jones last year. He he'd never had less than nine targets and had over 91 yards in every game except two. Yeah,
0: that's, that's
4: eight. One. That's eight games. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he was, he he out. was un- out. unbelievable. In every, and he never had less than 50 yards
0: receiving.
3: I didn't and, appreciate him enough.
0: And the Falcons are going to be worse. I think the Falcons are actually going to be yep. worse than they were last year. Yeah, time. they got worse as a football team. They did. Mm-hmm. Who did they, yeah.
3: What did they do? Did they, like, send the the, pits, they, the thing
0: is, they didn't do much. And they, they didn't do it they didn't do any like really much.
3: Is there a world that Kyle Pitts ends up being a receiver? Like is that possible? No. Receiving
0: tight end. Yeah, I think okay. they'll they'll put him out in the slot a lot, but I, I it's tough for fantasy, they'll always have him as a tight end designation. They're not gonna change it.
2: No, yeah. He'll he'll be like a, a, a kiddo in terms of how much he lines up in the slot, yeah, I he'll would be like imagine. A
0: He'll be he'll be. be Gasecki is the same way. Gasecki
4: lined up for like sixty yeah. or sixty-five percent of his snaps in the slot last year. Yeah,
0: right. Good. All right, moving on. Number four, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver from the Buffalo Bills. Kind of talked about a little bit before. Um, we did. years old, wide receiver three last year. I think Nick's actually the lowest on on uh on him than all of us. So Nick, explain mm-hmm. yourself.
2: <laughs> well, I will explain myself, Michael. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Stephon Diggs obviously had an incredible season last year, which is why we're giving him you know that number four ranking that we all have cumulatively. However, I just don't – I think his ceiling he, – he hit it, man. Last season to me was the absolute max capacity that we are going to ever see with Stephon Diggs. And the reason why I think that is because if you look at the rest of his career, he's never been that. He just hasn't. He's been – an above average wide receiver two. If you look at the last three years, he finished as on average as the wide receiver 17. If you look at the last four years, he finishes the average wide receiver 20. He's just never been that elite other than last season. Now, granted, you know, he, that's because he was with Josh Allen on a new team, better quarterback, you could argue, no other real weapons in the passing game in that offense. All of those things are still the same next year. So he could very well produce What he did in 2020, again in 2021, I just don't see it getting any better, and I'm willing to bet that it will regress towards his career average, in which case he will not finish as the wide receiver three or even wide receiver four again. But, I mean, because nothing changed in terms of personnel in that offense to threaten his productivity, assuming he stays healthy, which, again, I noted earlier he doesn't do very often, uh, but assuming he does – he could easily and should finish as a top ten guy. I just don't think that he has the potential like some of the other guys that are ranked around him to ever reach like the wide receiver one potential.
0: I, I don't. I, it's kind of weird because I, I have a, I have Diggs ranked fourth in our rankings. You know, um,
4: mm-hmm.
0: in my rankings, personal rankings. But uh, I kind of agree with you. I, I don't. I think this is probably the max you're going to get and, and it's not because of his talent. I think someone days is, I think extremely talented. I, I believed in, in him, even when he was in Minnesota. I also just think Josh Allen, um, like, I think that's his career year. Like right there, yeah. that was his career. Year. Right. I, I think he'll, I think he'll dip a little bit from there on out. Um, and I, I, agree with Nick. I don't think he can get higher than what he did last year. And I could be wrong and maybe I'll eat my words, but um, yeah. But even though, see, see, the way I look at it is if he was wide receiver three last year, that's his max. I still think he'll be a top 10 receiver as long as he's tied to Josh Allen in that offense. So sure, if you have a perennial top 10 guy in dynasty, give me that for the next five years. That's what makes him my, you know, my four.
2: My, my opinion is that they will either add an elite running back or another elite receiver in the next year or two, and I believe that is going to cut into his production. Again, since they didn't do either of those things this past off season, sure he's going to be great again for all intents and purposes. Um, but because I don't believe they're going to stick with that, you know, offensive plan going forward, and like you said, Josh Allen, I think had a career year as well. Well said. Um, it it just doesn't. It scares me going forward, unlike some of these other guys that we have ranked in the top ten.
3: Interesting. I I have a hard time betting against the receptions leader. I mean, I know Michael Michael Thomas had a rough year because he was injured, but like, dude, 127 receptions, 1500 yards. It, from a tape, from like from just a watching football standpoint, to me, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs was the second most dominating receiver last year outside of Devontae Adams.
2: Yeah, sure. I, I mean, he legitimately
3: that. he legitimately beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like I watched. But again.
2: It's a it's an outlier year. He's been in the league six years. We've had five years of statistics to average out this one outlier year. And his is, average is just uh, not Nick, let me, what he let, did last let, year.
0: Let me ask you a question, then we'll end it. So if Stefan Diggs repeats as a top five wide receiver next year, yep. then regardless what they do in the offseason, adding another guy, whatever it might be, would you put Stefan Diggs in the top, like perennial top five category? Because now you sure. have two years yeah. to take from okay. For
2: sure. Absolutely. Because then you're talking again, like Drew, you know, Drew's a big stats guy. It's all about the probability of these things happening. Right. And we have more statistical probability that he will regress towards a high end wide receiver two than we do of him maintaining his top five okay. production.
1: Uh, yeah, but those statistics are totally different. It's a different office. It is tough.
0: Yes, it is tough. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. One more year. True. But okay, so so I think there's two groups of people then. People that need one more year of of mm-hmm. digs, maybe being the reception leader, and then like I know Matt's all in on digs, and and I think so am yeah. I honestly. Um,
2: I think part of it I'm is what you said Josh earlier now. about. I agree, Michael. That to me is as big of a piece of this equation is I'm not super sold on Josh Allen being as elite as he showed last year.
0: You don't go from uh, Drew. What were the stats on him? You don't go from the lowest completion percentage, right? And then yeah, me,
4: he so he went from he increased his completion percentage by almost eleven percent. That's that's absurd. <laughs> and he he threw a, not only did he do that, he threw that he did that in a hundred more attempts, hundred and ten more attempts nice. throwing the ball.
0: So, yeah, I mean, like, around, it's,
4: yeah. we, when we talk about things that are, like, likely to happen, not likely to happen, that's, that's a season, a, a change unlike anything we've ever seen in an NFL quarterback before. Now, what that can't, what the difference you can say is that who was Josh Allen throwing to in the previous years and did his coaches trust him to throw it and was the offense adequately used? I don't know, adequately based on Josh Allen's skill set and those, those different things. There are reasons why Josh Allen would improve as a passer, and this could be one of those situations where Stephon Diggs is just so talented that maybe he raises Josh Allen to be a better quarterback. Um, just, to me, I think this is it's what Matt was talking about with the reception leader. This is a volume play for me. Josh Allen's throwing the ball 37 times a game last year almost. And yes. it is, if you're throwing 37 times a game... I mean, Stephon Diggs is going to continue to be one of the most targeted receivers in the NFL. And if you believe that, you believe that Josh Allen, even if he brings it back down to the league average, he's at 65% completion percentage. And he's throwing 144 targets to Stephon Diggs. It's going to be another great year.
0: Yeah, I think there's a good point to end well, the conversation here on Diggs. But I think it's a good time to take a second to understand that these are all wide receiver ones that we're talking about. So, of course, we're nitpicking, uh, as Matt right. said. Reception leader in 20, 20, uh, 2019 or twenty twenty sorry twenty twenty um you know we're nitpicking here He's still he's still we all have him in the top uh you know four so but just nitpicking I have at seven yeah but, but sorry top nine. ten yeah okay <laughs> uh, moving on number three A J Brown um wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans twenty three years old wow twenty three years old uh, he's so young wide receiver twelve young. last twenty three year. years young um and as we alluded to earlier of course, uh, the Julio Jones, and we'll speak on that in a second. Um, But first, I want to talk about his last year and his career so far. Coming off a year with some injuries, um, A.J. Brown had 70 receptions for 175 yards and 11 touchdowns, which I think is just nutty uh, for for missing essentially the first five games. Um, And really where A.J. Brown has made his relevancy in fantasy football, specifically, is his ability to score. Uh, He averages uh, 0.5 touchdowns per game. Um, and an impressive 17.4 yards per reception at a 7.3 yards after cat, uh, yards that's after sick. reception, uh, clip, which is, it's just nutty. I mean, that's a nutty two year sample now. Um, and Ryan Tannehill just remains to be extremely efficient in that offense. Uh, Derek Henry is, you know, the Yeti who defense stack stacked the boxes against, um, and it really does free up some nice coverage opportunities for AJ Brown to take advantage of. And he has so far in great. So we alluded to earlier, the signing of Julio Jones. Um, but it's important to understand that before Julio was going there, Josh Reynolds was their wide receiver too. And uh, I hate to, you know, burst Matt's Matt's bubble, but Josh Reynolds was not scaring opposing defenses. Uh, they were not going to game plan around Josh Reynolds. Um, and, and honestly, I was actually one of those players, uh, or, you know, fancy football owners who was generally worried that, uh, AJ Brown's fantasy value was going to be diminished because he would experience so many double coverages. I really thought that who, you know, if you, if you have Josh Reynolds lining up on the other side of him, it's just not going to free up enough, uh, you know, coverages for him to take advantage of to get that crazy yard, you know, 17.4 yards per reception clip, essentially. Um, so, you know, I think, yeah, does Julio cap his ceiling slightly as far as the volume? Sure. But here's the thing. A.J. Brown's never been a volume guy. Uh, you know, he, last year he only had 70 receptions, and he took it for over 1,000 yards. Again, he makes his money on his yards per reception and his touchdowns per game. And he he's worked perfectly in that Titans offense was, is, a, is extremely efficient. And last year – when uh, when he was healthy, he, between weeks 5 through 17, he was the wide receiver 3, only behind Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. I mean, he's just an elite talent on an efficient offense. I think Julio does relieve some of those, the pressure that he would experience. Um, he's, easily, he's an easily wide receiver 1, in my opinion, if he's healthy. I, I think that's the biggest question. I mean, I know he only missed some time last year, but if he's healthy, he's going to be wide receiver 1. Um, in my opinion, I, and I would like to know what you guys think, you know, my, you know, we're talking about nitpicking some of these guys. My biggest concern about the Titans, actually, is that they actually have the fifth oldest team as far as age. Um, and Derrick Henry is a big part of that. No, he is. I mean, Derrick Henry – I was going to say
1: 20 Julio 20. Jones is a big part
0: of that. <laughs> no, but Derrick Henry – he got there. <laughs> Derrick Henry is turning 28, and they run the offense through him. So what happens in next mm. year when Derrick Henry is 29 and all this – their defense is older – you know they they might experience the next two or three years kind of an identity crisis. Um, yeah. If Ryan Tannehill can't be efficient because they can't run the ball, then what happens? And, and personally, that's my biggest fear with AJ Brown as a long term hold. I think he's extremely talented, but if their offense doesn't click in two to three years, then he's 23 years old, and tw- when he's 26, that's when you expect him to be the wide receiver, one, the wide receiver one, one, right? So honestly, that's my biggest knock on him. It's not actually not Julio at all. Um, so I'm curious what you guys think of that.
3: It's a uh, it's a good point that I haven't really in my rose colored glasses with my rose colored glasses on haven't really even allowed myself to think that far down the road as yeah. a as a recent drafter of AJ Brown that has probably put himself in the position to be a, in a productive struggle to start off my to start off my this new dynasty league thinking two three years from now I might be a champion. Then hearing that,
2: kind of sad.
0: I mean, do you guys agree that with my I I would agree with you, Michael? It's kinda it's kinda like the uh, argument
2: we just made with Stefan Diggs and like not being sure if Ryan Tannehill is legit or not. I mean, he's done it now for the last two years, he's been incredibly efficient, but like you said, if if Derrick Henry just, you know, wheels fall off the bus here, I think that offense is in serious trouble. And that that could, you know, put a lot of burden on Ryan Tannehill. And we have not seen throughout his entire career, Ryan Tannehill put the team on his back and lead them to, to wins, you know? Like, even when they went on that run and they made it to the conference championship two years ago, that was through the legs of the Abominable Snowman himself. It was not Ryan Tannehill. So, if anything should happen to Derrick Henry, productivity-wise, injury-wise, just getting old, whatever, I I could see what you just laid out, Michael, as being a very real possibility.
4: Yeah, I guess, like, the the flip side of that though is that we were perfectly happy to just slot in an elite running back in Buffalo, <laughs> uh, and they yeah. didn't really have to work anything for that. I, I don't I don't know why there isn't a world where it, it, there's a there. It's not going to be the exact same offense, obviously, but even a good running back um, make that makes them the defense respond to play action is all AJ Brown needs. Um, I, I I don't think Brian Tannehill needs Derek Henry. To be efficient, I just think he is so efficient because he has Derrick Henry.
3: Um, Actually, Drew, I agree with you there. So I, I mean, it,
4: if they just if they, if they draft a running back, like a good running back, then we're. we're
2: we're in it. Anyway. Well again, we're being nitpicky here, yes. like we're being said. super nitpicky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all a, agree AJ AG Brown's gonna be a perennial top ten guy. It's yeah, just a matter of if he can be I the feel wide receiver. Because one I
3: had him come. at two. He's I, my I, number two I, die and what's, what's, the, what's the difference between this and Justin Jefferson? I mean, is is Ryan Danhill and Kirk Cousins is there a significant difference between those two? And yeah, they're the same AJ situation <laughs> with the running back where you kind of where the offense kind of runs through <laughs> Derrick Henry or Delvin Cook. You know?
0: Yeah. No, you're right, Matt. And I think and again, I want to reiterate the weeks last year when he was healthy five through seventeen, he was the wide receiver three. And that's exactly where we have him. So, you know, we're nitpicking, of course. Um, I just think people are over excited about Julio. I actually don't think Julio hurts his back maybe caps is a little bit of his of his upside this year, but again, he makes his living on yards per reception. He makes his living on touchdowns. It doesn't affect that at all. Um and if you're looking for something to be worried about, I'd be worried about just that Titans team in general. So
4: he uh, also has been hurt two years in a row now. Yeah. So Again, he, to he
1: didn't have a single knee last year. Did you oh, know he that? Did not. He did not have a single <laughs> not knee. Not
4: a single one. Good point, Mark.
1: Not
0: all one. right, moving on. Number two, the man we've all been waiting for, Devontae Adams, the gold standard of fantasy football, 28 years old, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, and the wide receiver one last year. Matt, what do we think Devontae Adams –
3: I mean, you hit the nail on the head right off the jump. He's been <clears throat> he's been the gold standard for almost three years now. In all honesty, he he was banged up in twenty nineteen, still finished with over 80, with eighty three receptions, just shy of a thousand yards at nine hundred ninety seven, and then five touchdowns. The year prior, he was I, I believe in twenty eighteen he was the wide receiver one. That was his first wide receiver over one overall, one hundred eleven receptions, just under fourteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. And last year. Granted, no, I, I want to say he missed a game last year, too, right? Oh, yeah. I think, I think you Dude. did you correct. Did he really? He missed two
4: games last year,
3: oh I think, gosh. if I'm not mistaken.
4: Let me see it. Let me oh check.
3: God, Yeah, can you fact check me before I go on this little tirade yeah, he here?
4: Yeah,
0: he played 14 games Matt, last year. Go off my side. So he deserves good. it. He, he is. Oh is gosh. I is, didn't even is, know that. This is the hype piece, Matt. Go. Um, <laughs> you yeah,
3: really wow. Whoa, 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 Wow! The, 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 one the one. red zone magnet, the Aaron Rodgers only hard eyes in the end zone. 18 touchdowns. Heck, if he didn't play two games, man, he could have had like 22. Averaged, he averaged
4: 25 points a game last year. The, the second best was 21.
3: Yes. it was It was the single most dominating season I have ever seen out of a quarterback. I ranked him at four. I am know? a terrible, terrible person. I don't know why <laughs> I, I don't know why awful. I did that. I didn't read the text. Or I said I thought it was with Aaron Rodgers being gone. I'm not even sure if I care if Aaron Rodgers is gone. He's that good. He's special. He's just he's different. He's different. He, he's a oh, uh, this geez. is and I'm gonna, so and gonna give, I'm going to give i I'm going to give him every ounce of love I have. I've went into two fantasy championships with a Green Bay Packers primetime game on a Sunday or Monday night to determine my fate, and Devontae and Adams has brought me home. And you ranked time. him
0: four, wow! And I ranked him four. You, you shut.
3: Man, them. I, you ranked shot I ranked him four. I ranked him four as not, well. I was if fantasy they, malpractice on the, on the. That was show. fantasy. That is.
2: Matt, yeah. I, I'm with you though, pal. I, we ranked him because we assume Aaron Rodgers is gonna be gone, right? That's what we said.
3: I mean, that was what my head was at, but still, yeah. even knowing that, that is utter disrespect for.
2: I mean, he's, it's not disrespectful. If you have the great one of the... If you
3: is not better than Devontae Adams. If you no have sh- one of the greatest... greatest. The earth, that Tyreek Hill... Cream is rises to than the top, him. okay? You always you, you, always that, I don't remember that. I remember that. I don't, I don't care about ketchup, I man. I don't care about how young Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is. I Gentleman. don't care about how gray Aaron Rodgers' beard is. Gosh dang it, this is the best receiver in fantasy. And I've committed malpractice, and I'm sorry... To the viewers, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Michael, and I'm sorry to myself, <laughs> and I don't care about Drew, and I don't care about Tyreek Hill. He's the yeah. one.
0: Book it. book it. I'm done. Yeah. The cream, next one. Cream rises to the top. I love it. Number Eat one it, wide receiver of the Fantasy Football pals dynasty <laughs> ranking 2021. <laughs> Dates are tough for me today, guys. Um, I need to check myself after the down here. For
1: the, uh, record, no,
0: no, no,
3: no, the record. No. 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 we are done. That was beautiful, Matt. Muted. Muted. Tyreek Hill,
0: coming in at number one for our rankings. Uh, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. 27 years old. Only one year younger than Devontae Adams. Wow, I'm crazy. Uh, he was the wide receiver too last year. Um, Drew. Uh, I mean, we all kind of know what Tyree Kill is. Uh, you know, he's connected to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Drew, do you have any interesting stats you kind of want to bring this home, tie it all together here?
1: I,
4: I mean, I, I would like to point out that uh, the reason he's our number one is because three of the five of us ranked him at number one, uh, and it was myself, and it was Michael, and it was Matt. Uh, so <laughs> can <laughs> I make a second? That out. Wait, I would, in my defense,
3: <laughs> I
0: I own Devonte Adams in our dynasty league. I can't rank him one. That just seems pompous. That's all I'm gonna say. But go ahead. I didn't read man. the text. Sorry.
3: I didn't
4: read the text. I'm sorry. There's... I think the big. I mean, the biggest thing for me, the only reason I have him ranked above, um, uh, above Devonte Adams based on last season, uh, is two. Is two things. One, the way they used him. Uh, he scored 15 touchdowns. He scored at least in. A, he scored in every game except one last year. Um, that's a big upgrade. He's a, become a huge red zone target. Um, The second is his tie to Patrick Mahomes, Um, even though uh, Aaron, even assuming that Aaron Rodgers is there to me, the the long-term value of being attached to catch up man is a little bit better than being uh, playing uh, footsie with Aaron Rodgers over the next three seasons, whether or not he'll play. Um, The other thing I'd like to point out uh, for Tyreek Hill is uh, how consistent he's been since 2017 um, he was number two in 2020, hurt in 2019, then number three in 2018 and nine in 2017. Um, been a top 10 wide receiver since 2017. Um, I think he provides the blow, the blow up games. He provides everything that you want from your the best wide receiver uh, for fantasy, in my opinion. And because he's attached to the younger, great quarterback, to me,
3: that puts him at number one. Drew? Tyreek Hill will back. never see the season that I, I witnessed Devontae Adams have this past year. Drew handshake. Sn- he won't sniff it. <laughs> I don't care about oh, the catch
0: ketchup man. Unmuted.
3: Kermit eating ketchup. <laughs> no. Nah.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, nah, I, I will say, Tyreek Hill yeah. does have those blow-up games. Uh, like, he he he'll pro- he can single-handedly win four weeks of the year. Uh, Devontae Adams is great, but... I- I mean four weeks a year. It, was like, it was like watching Christian McCaffrey. I'm just hey, saying, geez. that's a lot. I, I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of experience that uh, so. Yeah, watching Tyree go for fifty was wild. Yeah, I'll be honest. That's that's pretty good. I mean Man. i to Tyler Lockett go for fifty, but you know <laughs> that's, not really it, that's not really the same. That's not really the same.
2: Didn't you have him on your bench?
0: Who? Tyler Lockett?
2: Yeah, when that happened Nick,
0: my team didn't make the playoffs, <laughs> of course I did not have Tyler Lockett on the bench. <laughs> I had Tyler Lockett trotting out there every week in his inconsistency. That's why Sam Darnold is better than Russell Wilson. And with that, we're ending the episode. (laughs) Uh, And with that, we will end the episode, though. Top 10 rankings to recap. Number 10, Al Robinson. 9, Michael Thomas. 8, Dandre Hopkins. 7, Justin Jefferson. 6, DK Metcalf. 5, Calvin Ridley. 4, Stefan Diggs. 3, AJ Brown. Two Devonte Adams, thanks to Matt, and number one Tyreek Hill. <clears throat> Tune in next week for the rest of our top 40 rankings. Of course, you can if you want to see our full list of rankings. Give us a follow on Instagram at Pals Fantasy Football. They're going up tomorrow afternoon. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Let us know that you you saw us here, Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals live every Sunday, PM Eastern Standard Time. And I think with that. No happy Mondays. It's still Sunday nights. But Drew, take us out, my friend.
4: Yeah. uh, Have a nice weekend, everybody. Good to talk to you.
1: And.